Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Hi, I'm Charlotte. And I'm Helly, and welcome to Growth in Progress, the podcast where we have open and honest conversations about things that aren't usually discussed, but that can help us all to grow. In each episode, we spend some time catching up about what we've been doing recently and share something we've really loved from the past couple of weeks. And then we go on to discuss a topic that we feel is really relevant to the things that are going on right now. They're the kind of things that a lot of people tend to think about, but aren't necessarily having a conversation about. If you enjoy this episode, don't forget to hit subscribe on whichever platform you're listening to us on. And if you want to leave us a five star review, we'd be really grateful. So how are you doing, my love? It is Sunday evening. It's nearly 9pm. This is extremely late for me. Things are wild here this weekend. (laughs) (laughs) I do feel like I should be in bed. I've like had such a busy weekend. I feel like I need a weekend to recover from my weekend, which is not ideal because it's Monday tomorrow. So it's going to be a very Monday Monday. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me about your weekend because you've been doing some pretty cool stuff. Oh, I went to Sheffield for the day on Saturday, um, which was really, really fun. I haven't been to Sheffield as like a, I've only been to visit friends, so I've not explored the city before, mm. um, which was really nice. And that was like part of an Instagram like partnership. So that was so, so much fun to kind of go somewhere new. And I've not done the whole city break, even though it was only for a day trip, but I've not done the whole city break thing in such a long time. I'd forgotten how much I actually enjoy that and kind of exploring a new city and finding places to eat and drink and yeah that was really nice and then today I've made full use of my National Trust membership and went to two different National Trust places which was a lot of fun and now I need a really long nap. (laughs) I love that though because Sheffield is a really beautiful city. I was really pleasantly surprised when I went there um especially up by the Peace Gardens. It's so pretty. Someone sent me a message and they were like, I live in Sheffield and you make it look so pretty. And I was like, I just, I feel like we're so guilty of that. I mean, I know we've spoken about it before, but I've lived in Nottingham for most of my life. And I just think I really didn't appreciate it until probably the last couple of years and kind of seeing Mm. it through different eyes. And especially when you can't go anywhere and with the last year or so, And it's so easy to forget all of the really cool things and how beautiful the city is that you live in just because you're so used to seeing it. Um, So, yeah, it was really, really nice. I love that you've been using National Trust as well. That's exactly what we did last weekend. I think we went to two National Trusts across the weekend and it was just so nice to get some use out of it. We've now um, we've hit that brilliant point, though, where the membership's now paid for itself. So technically the rest of the National Trust we do in the next nine months are free. Yes. I love that. I think I need to visit two more and then it's paid for itself. Well, but I love come, that. When you come to visit me, we'll go to Cliveden because you're going to love it at Cliveden. Yeah. Beautiful. Oh, I really want to visit. I can't wait. It's brilliant. Um, what have you been up to? Well, 
I've kind of had the complete antithesis to your weekend. My week was great. I did my first ever spin class. I was mildly terrified because I had visions. If you know that bit in Bridget Jones where she falls off the bike afterwards. <laughs> and I was very scared. But I loved it. It was so much fun. And I felt great. And then Friday afternoon, I found out I had to self-isolate because I'd been in close contact with someone who had tested positive. I am fine. I keep getting negative tests. It's all happy days. But obviously, I'm taking all the precautions. But it has meant that um, I'm back into that lockdown life and can't say I'm loving it, especially when everyone else is out having a good time. I have watched a lot of TV. I've organised every cupboard in the flat. I have painted stuff, like I've painted old vases that I'm like, oh, I don't know if I like the colour of that anymore. So I've got the paint out and I've painted that. I have done all sorts. I've organised a new spice rack um, and I still have the best part of a week to go. So I was going to say, mate, that sounds pretty wild and you're only like halfway through. So I can't wait to see what you're going to do in the next half. I think I'm going to run out of steam. I've got a charity bar class tomorrow night. Um because obviously is it even lockdown if you don't do a bod by rod bar class and then um that is about it i'm i'm thinking of having a strategic takeaway on wednesday or thursday night just to try and keep the excitement up um because i was meant to be going out for drinks with my friends and obviously i can't do that now so i'm like right i'm just gonna sit at home and have a drink instead um but yeah say la vie you know, you can't do anything about it. It's the right thing to do. It's keeping people safe, etc. And I think, unfortunately, this is going to happen more and more, even if even if you're, like, taking all the precautions and being as careful as you can. And, like, I kind of had a conversation with a few other friends who were there at the time, and we were like, yeah, let's just, let's just do it and make sure we're being safe and everyone else is being safe. Like, you can only do what you can do. So anyone got any recommendations for books and TV shows? Hit me up. <laughs> yeah I, I feel like you're right though like we're, we are going to have to live with this with this happening right? yeah. it's just going to be a part of life and it is so frustrating but just think about all of the awesome things that you can plan for when you're exactly. out of ISO and it is only another week and to begin with I felt so guilty that I'd been near someone who had tested positive obviously I didn't know when I saw them I had no clue um and I felt so guilty and like I I was then reflecting on it later. I was like, actually, it's not my fault. Like I took every precaution I could have taken. It's just bad luck. And I think that's going to be the case with so many people. So yeah. anyone else in the same situation, if you've done all you can do, don't feel guilty about it. Well, on that theme then, do you want to move on to recommendations so I can give you a recommendation to hopefully yes. enjoy? Yes, yes, yes. Please give me a recommendation. So my recommendation this week is a movie and it's on Netflix. It's called Yesterday. Oh, I want to watch this. It is. I feel like you would love it because it's just, it's a really easy watch. Like it's, it's not too intense. It hasn't got a crazy storyline to follow. Um, for those who haven't heard about it, it's um, a movie where basically there's a, it's based in Suffolk and the main character uh, Zach Malik is he's like a local singer but he's not really very successful and anyway he just decides to pack it in because he's not getting anywhere with it and he's cycling home and the world has this 12 second blackout which sounds absolutely ridiculous um, because it is but you just have to kind of suspend your disbelief but anyway um, the whole world like the existence of the Beatles 
just they don't exist anymore. Um, so he starts to sing Beatles songs and he becomes famous from the Beatles songs because obviously they're hits. Um, so it kind of follows this journey that he goes on. It's really, really interesting. Um, it's also got Lily James in as well, who um, plays his like informal manager. Um, but it's just a really good, like feel good, enjoyable, but also you could have one in the background or when you're just chilling and you don't want something too heavy. I feel like it's a perfect movie for that I watched it last night because we were just so exhausted when we got home just wanted to put something on and have with dinner and then go to sleep it's like a good good movie for like a chilled Saturday um so yeah definitely recommend giving it a watch I'm not a huge Beatles fan I don't think you need to be I didn't even know half the songs I know that's probably like sinful to admit um I only know the famous ones but it was still really enjoyable I I'm the same like I'm not a huge Beatles fan if it's not the only Beatles songs I know are the ones that are in the Cirque du Soleil show like however many years ago because I went to see them in that show not the Beatles obviously like I went to see Cirque du Soleil it was Beatles music obviously the Beatles had not like all got back together (laughs) for Cirque du Soleil just to be clear um that made me sound like an absolute moron um, so they're the only ones I know, but it does mean that, like, in my head, Blackbird and Yesterday are the same song <laughs> because they're merged oh in God. that. I, I'm i the same, though. I only know songs if I can reference them from somewhere else. Yeah. So, like, Yellow Submarine, yeah. I think I know from a kid's TV show. Hey Jude. And, I know Hey Jude. And the other one is Here Comes the Sun, but I just think of Parent yes! Trap. Yes, <laughs> I love that part in the Parent Trap. Oh, maybe I'll watch Parent Trap this week. I love that movie. That's a good so shout. Much. I still want to go and live on a vineyard in Napa um, and live out my best life. Also, With what's her face? Melissa. Meredith Blake. Melissa? Meredith Blake. Melissa. Melissa. Oh, God. Meredith Blake. Did you know Meredith Blake is actually younger than we are? Oh, don't tell me that. And on that depressing note, <laughs> on that depressing note, do you want my recommendation? Yes, please. I um, I my recommendation this week is a TV show, and it fits quite nicely with your recommend recommendation because it's another light-hearted, easy to watch show. It is Derry Girls. Have you seen Derry Girls? Yes, I have. So we started watching it last weekend. Um, we're not. I think about halfway through series one, we are absolutely obsessed with it. It is so funny. Um, and it's just like the perfect easy evening watch. It's about a group of friends in like the early nineties in Northern Ireland in Derry. Um, and it's just their lives. And so much of it is like, you can really relate to being like that awkward 15, 16 year old age. Um, but it's obviously got the backdrop of everything that went on in Northern Ireland during the early nineties. So it's a really interesting watch as well. Um, but it's so funny. It really had us cracking up because <laughs> it's. I do love it. it. Yeah, it's kind of a bit ridiculous, and the situations they get themselves into you are a bit like, oh, that's so stupid. But if you need something to lift your spirits, oh my god, I'm loving Dairy Girls. Yeah, that is such like good easy watching as well. I think I've only seen the first two series, but again, that was really good. I have one in the background, and I just love that accent. Everything is so much yeah. funnier in their accent. Yeah, it's a good easy watch if you're looking for something nice and lighthearted. In this week's episode, we wanted to have a conversation about careers, and more specifically, we want to talk about how the perfect job doesn't exist. Social media and just life in general will have you believing that 
you're either someone who absolutely hates your job and that's completely fine and normal, or you've got to be going after that absolutely perfect career and there is no such thing as a bad day. But actually, in reality, both those things are absolute rubbish. And we know that perfection doesn't exist anywhere else. So why are we constantly looking at it from our careers? So we want to have a bit of a conversation about that and talk about what to do if actually maybe your job isn't, it's not even that it isn't perfect, that you actually hate it. And why it's okay that you don't have the perfect job. Yeah, I feel like there's two extreme expectations. Like there's the people that just say, oh, you're meant to hate your job, aren't you? Mm -hmm. Like it's just a means to living. But then there's the other people who are like, find a job you love and you'll never work a day in your life, which is also a load of crap. Like you can't have a good day every day at work. I think that's the key thing. And Mm. like realizing that you'll never have every single day being absolutely perfect at work, but also having a bad day doesn't mean that it's the wrong job for you I think there's like a balancing act in there somewhere I completely agree and I think we're so fixed on the idea of the perfect job we forget that we have to give ourselves the allowance to change and change our ideas of what the perfect job looks like and change even change our minds on careers and actually you might have found the perfect job straight out of uni or straight when you finish school but now that doesn't suit your lifestyle or your priorities and it means that it isn't perfect anymore and it isn't ideal for you And the idea of the perfect job and actually a job that works for you for the longer term is allowed to change because your priorities change and your values as a human being change. And that's part of the great thing about having a career and growing older. Yeah, I think we've spoken about having portfolio careers before. And obviously, it's awful if you are unhappy in your job and you you hate your job but even then we've spoken about how that is still that's still a learning experience and it's still it teaches you okay this isn't the right career path for you and you have the power to change that and I think there's there's a lot to be said for finding the balance with a job that's challenging Mm -hmm. in a good way but also isn't so stressful that like if you feel challenged to the point of being extremely stressed every single day then that's probably also an indication that it's not the right kind of job for you because you shouldn't be that level of stress is not a normal level to function at consistently for any human being I completely agree like not every day is going to be perfect and of course there are going to be times when decisions are made that you don't agree with or you clash with someone you work with or it's just a really frustrating day like we've all been there and we've all had those days where you just want to be like I quit I'm done but actually if generally speaking you quite enjoy the core principles of your job and you are generally happy that's good enough and I think sometimes we get so fixated on that final like 15 10-15% that would make our jobs perfect in inverted commas we forget that actually the rest of it's pretty damn good and we take on we almost like shoulder that blame on ourselves if like oh if, if it's not the perfect job it's something I have to fix and actually that isn't a thing Mm. Mm. I do like you said at the start I do feel like social media and that kind of um I don't want to say peer pressure but kind of hearing the experiences from your peers of their job really makes you kind of evaluate your own in a really harsh way yeah because I feel like it's easy like you said to focus on that 10% that is really stressful and really difficult and those those days are 
kind of unavoidable. But if it is just those 10% and you still enjoy and love the other kind of 85, 90% in spite of those things, I think it's, I just think it's important to remove this idealized view that every single day has to be perfect for it to be the right job for you because otherwise you're going to be searching forever and you're never going to find the right job. I also think it's really important to remember that what people tell you about their jobs is often just the good stuff and you aren't there every day, day in, day out, knowing it all. And also you only think of, well, not only, but you often focus on the bad stuff. So when you're only hearing good stuff, it just makes the difference seem even more stark. I completely agree. Like I've definitely been guilty of it where people would ask me what my job was and more in the past and I've had jobs that on the surface would look really cool and glamorous and fun and I would tell them about like the shoots and the events I would go to and all the freebies I would get. I didn't tell them about the part where I was working at 7pm and crying in a stock cupboard (laughs) because I was so stressed and thought I was doing such a horrendous job. Like people tell you the bits they want to tell you And just because it looks perfect from the outside doesn't mean it is, doesn't mean that you're the only one feeling like your job isn't quite perfect. And actually, a lot of the things that might be making it not perfect could be things that could be fixed. Yeah, and I think, again, if you're going to evaluate those kind of things, it's really important to look at, I think, look at what your priorities are, because for some people... They might not mind working long hours for their dream job. They might see it like they're putting in all these hours, but they're really doing something they're passionate about. And that's great. However, like if you really want to prioritize having your own time and having a real like defined work-life balance, then your work shouldn't be that kind of all consuming all hours of the day thing. And that's, that's also fine too. That's part of finding the right job for you, finding what your priorities are in, in your career. And I think, Again, that's why you can't compare it with someone else because you're just hearing what their ideals are and also what their kind of like top layer of experiences are as well. Yeah, and I think as well we can all get a bit caught up on the idea that the grass is always going to be greener. I'm not saying stay in a Mm. job where you're really unhappy or your work environment's really toxic, but we can all get into that habit of thinking, oh, I'm sure if I went to a different company, it'd be different because of this, or that place might pay me more, or so-and-so. They're earning more than me, and they have less responsibility, and you can kind of get into that spiral of comparison. And it's like anything, that doesn't actually serve you because it doesn't really matter what that person's earning or what that person's doing. What matters is what you're earning, what you're doing, how you're feeling and how fulfilled you are. I think that's that's probably the bottom line, isn't it? If your pay difference is something that's really, really bothering you, like you can't stop thinking about it, then, okay, maybe that's a conversation you need to have with your with your manager, um, with your boss, whoever. But if, if you genuinely love your job, I don't feel like the pay should matter when you're comparing yourself to someone that is doing something completely different from you. Mm-hmm. Like I can completely understand if you have someone in the same team as you who is earning more than you obviously that's well illegal and also incredibly frustrating but I think if you can look at your job and your enjoyment from it in isolation of what other people around you are doing that's 
it's difficult, but it's so valuable to deciding if your job is is where you want to be. Yeah, because I think that's the biggest thing. I, th- I feel like that's one of the biggest things that people get dissatisfied with quickly is their salary. And I completely understand that. And I think mm. it's really easy to sit there and go, oh, well, when I've got a higher salary, I'll be happier with my job. It doesn't work like that because when you get a higher salary, your job will change. And you might not yeah. be able to get a higher salary for whatever reason for a few years because part of your salary will always be determined by your tenure and you can't cheat mm-hmm. the system when it comes to literal years you have done something but I think that is a really good barometer to sit back and go okay well if I had to earn this for x number of years but I had the exact same job would I be happy and actually if you wouldn't be because you're not happy in the job or you wouldn't be because you don't want the job above that's when you need to start questioning things but that again is very different to having a bad day or feeling inadequate because you think everyone else is out there loving their careers and having these incredible high-flying careers like every single job on the planet has its good days and its bad days sometimes they're a bit more extreme than you know some other jobs that's just the reality of it but that's part of life some days you're gonna hate your job but it doesn't mean it isn't the right fit for you and if it isn't the right fit for you, there are so many things you can do. Yeah, I think if you are feeling like maybe you're in a job that's not right for you, then obviously there's things that you can assess. Like if you're if you're consistently like dreading going to work, yeah. you're consistently feeling stressed or overwhelmed, if you're consistently bored, and that's the thing, consistent. Yes. Like if you are feeling like it more often than not, then you need to really probably start having a hard look at whether it is right for you. But like you said, everyone has those bad days and it doesn't doesn't diminish the bad days to say that everyone has them because they're horrible. Like it is awful. Those those days when you just feel so overwhelmed and something goes wrong or you feel like you've upset someone, like all of those things that kind of play into a bad day at work, they feel awful. Mm. But if you can we've said it before, but if in a week's time or two weeks time or whatever, you know that it's not going to matter, chances are that there's a lot more good probably in the job than it feels like there is on that bad day. And if it feels like the job isn't right for you now, it doesn't necessarily mean that that path isn't right for you. I've spoken to so many people over the years who have been like, oh my god, I don't like, I hate my job and I don't do because I've put all this, all these years into working in this area or studying or whatever it is and then the idea of throwing that all out can be so terrifying but that's when I think it's really important to question okay is it the job or is it the situation is it that my company expect me to work extra hours every day or they don't pay me as well or maybe you know that their like maternity or paternity offering isn't very strong like there are other things that play into it maybe you don't get on well with your team whatever it is if you can remove those factors and just like the job then that's different to actually hating what you do. And I don't think it has to be an all or nothing. Like you absolutely love your job and you're in the right place and it's perfect and brilliant and happy versus you're in the wrong career, you're in the wrong company, you feel like a complete failure. Like it doesn't have to be the two extremes and you can move along that barometer as time goes on. Yeah, I think it's definitely easy to feel overwhelmed. If you are having like a bad day or a bad like streak of days to instantly think, oh my God, I've messed up my entire career has been the wrong choice Mm. but if you can look at each of those things in isolation like whether it is your team or a certain dynamic or a certain I don't know 
I think of me like it was like a certain meeting that would always really stress me out like something like that if you can kind of isolate and break down it doesn't mean that your career path is wrong but also I feel like it's really important to say like changing your mind is absolutely okay as well like if you whether you're 25 or 35 or 65 like do you know what I mean it doesn't Mm. I don't think it matters if you're genuinely unhappy in a job that then changes totally acceptable like you should never normalize how you're feeling just because you think you should stay yeah and I think that's something really exciting now as well is that there are more career options opening up and there are jobs available today that just weren't options when we were at school and studying that we could never have known we could have done so I think Mm. if you feel like you're a bit stuck it isn't necessarily a bad thing like it can just push you into looking at new opportunities and having an open mind about how things can go and I think five or six years ago if you'd asked me I'd have been like yep I've got my five-year plan it's got to go like this this is what I will do whereas now I'm like I'm never a five-year plan I don't even have a two-year plan but it's okay because you can be more flexible and it keeps your mind open to things and I think that's really important when you're thinking about what is the perfect job think about what is the perfect job for me right now not for the rest of my life because that like if you're lucky that'll be another 80 or 90 years like you can't you can't possibly plan for that yeah god when I think like the career that I was in before I thought it was perfect for me and I would never ever have considered start my own business like what a terrifying thing to think of and then now I'm here and it's the right thing for Mm -hmm. me but then equally people are like would you ever go back into an office and I mean, not right now because it's not right for me, but I mean, never say never because priorities change, things change. And I think, yeah, having an open mind to that is really important if you want to kind of keep that, that progression and keep finding things that do excite you. Yeah. And the other thing I would say is that if you're in a position where you feel like you're not in the perfect job yet and you haven't found the job or the career it's not a failure on your part and pivoting your career Mm. god that sounds like such like a business jargon term doesn't it but pivot pivot and pivoting (laughs) your career isn't necessarily like I think sometimes it's marketed as a bit of like a way to like cover up a mistake that you've made it's not that at all it's going I've learned more and I've changed and you can completely swap your career around and do something completely different but often it takes time to do things to realize they're the wrong thing for you and that's just as oh, valuable yeah. as of an experience as finding the right thing there's always going to be yeah. skills and experiences and lessons that come out of whatever job you do even if it is just like people management and understanding di- different dynamics between different types of teams god yeah some of the most successful people in the world like became successful in their 40s or whatever because they pivoted their career like I don't and like you said there's so many new job roles that are appearing like every few years that there might be a pivot 10 years down the line for you that you doesn't even exist yet yeah and that's really exciting I think like it's kind of scary but it is cool it is yeah it absolutely is and it's such a career isn't just something that you stay in for 50 or 60 years now it's much more dynamic and I think that is something to really look forward to and rather than being daunted by yeah and I think like we were talking about it before weren't we like the future of work and being able to work abroad and things like that 
those options might come up and right now you might be like no not in a million years but in a few years time that might be the perfect option for you but if you're so set on what it is right now and how the job right now isn't right you almost miss the other opportunities that might arise yeah definitely I think having an open mind to other opportunities is definitely the way to keep moving forward and keep progressing even if you're happy right now like there's no harm in just having that open-mindedness as to what could cross your path in the future yeah I think there's real value to be had from just chatting to people in different careers and I love finding out about people's careers like my favorite questions like oh so what did you do before you were here type thing and finding out about what they've done because a you never know who you're going to meet and you never going to you never know who you're going to have a conversation with that can be really inspiring or helpful Hmm. but also a lot of life is who you know and I'm not saying it in like a network with everyone you meet and just like use people where I don't mean like that at all but there is so much benefit to be had by making good connections with people and learning about other people's experiences yeah absolutely I think that leaves it in a really nice place for this week's discussion we hope you've enjoyed this conversation and as ever if you have any thoughts about the perfect job and whether or not it actually exists please do get in touch with the contact details that are in the show notes in the meantime we hope you have a good week and we will speak to you soon Bye. Bye. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did to create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.